0: comfortable i am not comfortable okay well hello everybody and welcome to time and attention the podcast that's dedicated to helping you become a better more intentional human being i'm the host of the show chris bailey this is episode number 76 productivity tech woohoo You are kind of trapped in a corner there in the office.
1: I think it's really funny. So your office is basically the only room we haven't unpacked yet. Yeah. And on your half of the office and the desk. Everything is like beautiful. You have this beautiful brick wall with all these shelves and this books and the paintings and your nice piano setup. On my half of the wall, or on this half of the desk, I'm sitting on a broken piano bench. Oh, yes. With a shelf literally jabbing into my back. Yeah. And there's a lamp on the desk in my way yeah. i have a teeny tiny little corner we up could the have desk.
0: Mo- moved the lamp
1: i know it just occurred to me that right before we started recording how awkward this spacing
0: is yeah but welcome to I my i feel like
1: i've done something bad and i'm i'm in like the bad person corner
0: yeah <laughs> yeah well you're podcasting on hard mode today sure when we're talking about productivity tech Ooh, exciting. oh exciting follow-up Uh, Remember, was it last episode or the episode before where you you told the the tale of you stumbling into these digital rooms and kind of ending up in folders on the computer and not remembering what you came in there for? And I said something to the effect, and I, I should never say anything like this. I remember this happened with LaTeX that's Mm -hmm. what it was right and I Mm -hmm. said if anybody even uses LaTeX please email me I'm still getting emails about LaTeX and I'm still getting emails about uh, the fact that people sometimes end up in a folder on on their computer and don't really remember or understand how they got there and I still don't really understand this whole phenomenon but uh, I'm willing to accept that this is a reality for some people.
1: You were wrong. I was right,
0: AKA is, is was, what you
1: were saying. There. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. In, uh, in more direct language, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm always apologizing on this podcast.
1: The moral of the story here is never argue with me. I'm ne- always right.
0: Never argue with your wife on a podcast.
1: <laughs> the world will come to her defense. It's great.
0: Seriously. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about productivity tech today. We have two episode, Two two products that we're going to do a little mini-review of uh, to kick off this episode. We have the Timeular, which is a little time-tracking device, and we have the Remarkable.
1: Yeah, we lumped these together because Remarkable was nice enough to send us a couple of copies to review, uh, which was awesome. Um, And the Timeular, I picked up one, I guess, a couple of months ago because I've been time-tracking forever, and I'm always kind of struggling with the best way to do that. And I picked up the Timular because I know they had revamped their, yeah. the, they they kind of re-released it a little while ago and I tried the one before and it wasn't awesome, but I, I love the idea. So I tried it again and I figured we'd do both of these at once because yeah. it's kind of under the same umbrella.
0: Yeah. They're both physical products that have a subscription service, but yet might be worth your money depending on what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And I think for both of these, we've kind of narrowed down like who this is good for, yeah, like what yeah. kind of person or 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 task this would be really, really good for.
0: The time you learn. I love it. All right. So what what, what is it? it? It is a octahedron.
1: Yeah. Another word you learned today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> developing. Uh, uh, so it has eight sides. Yeah. And each side has a... You know, they're all the same size. And you can put stickers on the sides to correspond to different tasks in your work.
1: And the way it does that is so it's this nice little brick kind of handheld device. It's very
0: tactile. It's very
1: tactile. It's so nice. It's the perfect shape for the palm of your hand. And if you lay it on one of the sides, whatever side is up is what the time is going to track as what you're actively working on. And it has a nice holder so that no side is up when it's in its little holder, which means it's not tracking anything, yeah. which is great. And so the way it, it works so nicely though, because it connects to your computer or your phone through Bluetooth. So it's just very easy to set up. Um, you have It comes with all of these stickers that you can kind of customize each face. I mean, that's a very simple premise. Like you just put a little sticker on each face so that you know, what that side is tracking. You can Mm -hmm. either pick colors or you can actually label them um, or there are all these really useful stickers that are actually pretty intuitive. So um, I think you and I both use like the little emoji stickers almost. Um, And it just tracks. It's very simple. Like I don't know how to describe this this device without saying just how simple and intuitive it is. And I think it's intuitiveness makes it so easy to make using it a habit.
0: Yeah. And there was a first version of this that Mm -hmm. came out four or five years ago, I think. I I remember reviewing it when it came out, and it it was buggy. It it had kinks to kind of figure out. Uh, There's a battery, you know, those batteries that kind of go in hearing aids, the really flat ones. Uh, It used one of those instead of having a rechargeable battery inside. They were kind of figuring out the app stuff, and that was buggy too. I must say, after you got this device and, and you started talking it up a little bit, I thought really? Is this the same device that I used a few years ago? So I bought one too. They didn't send one, uh, unlike Remarkable, but we'll get to that in a second here. And I must say that I love this thing as well. It's easy. Like you were saying, it makes tracking time tactile. The app is fantastic. You get that instant feedback, not only when you flip it physically and you're presented with that visual of the task that you just switched to on that side of the octahedron, but you get a, a notification uh, it, on the device that you're using and connecting it with that says that you switch to a certain task.
1: If you want a notification.
0: If you want the notification. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's completely customizable now. Um, and it's not buggy anymore. And it charges by USB-C now. So you can charge your other devices, then you can charge this thing, just add it to the pile. But the battery lasts a lot longer now. Uh, It's easy to turn off the device when you travel. This is a a good version 2.0 of this product. They iterated on an idea that was really, really good. And I know you love this thing maybe even uh, more than I do.
1: Yeah, I really love it. I mean, I've been time tracking forever and Yeah. I've always found so I used to just kind of manually enter time in my calendar like retroactively, which is fine, but it is a little bit clunkier than being able to just automatically switch in while I'm working, which is so much more convenient.
0: Mm-hmm. It it takes half a second.
1: Oh, not even, like it's yeah. so in, it's immediate basically. Yeah. And the nice thing is this all they have an app on the on the computer, on whatever mobile device you use. Um, That kind of gives you a summary. It looks like a calendar, but just showing you how you've tracked your time within this calendar. And then it also really nicely gives you a summary of how you spent your time. So it gives you a kind of report on what you spent your time on in the last week or whatever time period you want to look at, which I love. So every week you get a kind of reminder. And it also, you can set goals. So if you say you want to work... I don't know. You want to spend ten hours writing in a given week, or ten hours, whatever, on some kind of specific project. You can do that, and I love that. Have have
0: you done that? Oh yeah, I have
1: goals. It's great. I have. You have
0: goals.
1: (laughs) I have timeular goals, but I have like a certain number of hours I want to record every week. So like productive time I want to spend every week, plus a number of hours that I want to spend specifically on my thesis, and then a certain number of hours that I specifically want to spend writing. And so the thesis is actually Hmm. like a project which I've marked using like the hashtags that they use that you can add to any kind of time that you record. And then I also writing is one of the tasks that are tracking on my my time. Yeah. And so I want to spend a certain number of hours on that every week. Cool. And it's fun. It's kind of it makes it kind of a game to see if you can hit that. Yeah. (laughs) In a given week.
0: What what do you not like about it?
1: Okay. So if
0: if you're done with the things that you do like, assuming
1: I think I think this is just a beautiful way to track time. I don't love that it only has eight sides. I think there are two other things that I would like to be able to... Like, I think I've I've identified 10 distinct categories of tasks that I would like to be able to record. Although eight is fine, I've just kind of clumped a couple. So things like email, I've just clumped in with like administrative and maintenance kind of tasks, which I would like to split that up into two categories. I would rather email be its own separate thing just because I'm kind of curious if I am spending a lot of time with that. And I think I've realized I really don't spend a lot of time yeah. on email. I don't know how I've managed to do this, but I've really comp- compressed
0: how much time I spent nice. on email. Yeah, we might have to do an episode on that.
1: Just check it once a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just check it less often. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can add tags, and yeah. so that that is something worth mentioning. Uh, if you do kind of different types of communication, maybe you have meetings and email, are your two time-consuming things. Both can go under the meetings side of the. I said octahedron like ten times, but of this there that that's what the shape is called, right?
1: It is called what, what, an octahedron. What was the
0: other uh, name? A didactic something?
1: Oh, a square by pyramid? Because it's basically oh. two pyramids stacked on top of each other okay. with the the square part facing each
0: other. It's kind of hard to visualize, isn't it? Just search for the timeular; it'll it'll come right up. Yeah. Uh it, it is no worth noting that you can add tags. Uh, one thing that my friend David Sparks, uh, host of a great podcast, Mac Power Users Focused with Mike Schmitz, a couple others, um, he has a, a tag that he uses on tasks, just hashtag moving the needle. And so anything that he does that actually moves things forward, he tags with that and or else he just uses no tag or, or nothing at all. And it's a good way to track the things that make progress and it's possible with uh, any time tracker that takes tags.
1: Yeah, the other way that... You can actually add a bit more complexity if you find that eight um, items isn't enough for what you're time tracking. Um, This also syncs with Toggle. So if you Mm. use Toggle or I think it also syncs with other, there are other integrations that you can combine this with that do other kinds of time tracking. I've used Toggle for a long, long time to track specific projects and different tasks within projects, which I love. Um, And so for for something like that, if you you love that, Time tracking, yeah, yeah, shocker. Oh, yeah. okay. right. um, but if you do want to add like one more layer, it can integrate with things like Toggle. So I have been using Toggle kind of simultaneously with with um, the the Timeular, so that I can track projects within Toggle, but then higher order tasks within Timeular. Mm-hmm. So if I want to say I'm working on this particular paper, I would do that in Toggle, and then if I say I'm just writing and then coding, it would be within Timeular. So nice. it's a little I don't know if I'm actually going to keep doing that. I think I'm finding myself using toggle less and less as I'm using the time ruler more and more. And I don't use very many tags.
0: So just the thesis one. What what are your eight sides?
1: So I have coding and technical work. It was just coding. And then there's other kind of technical work that doesn't feel like I'm in R. So I want to be able to count it separately. But that I have all in one place. So coding and technical work. And then I have the communication, admin, and maintenance tasks. That would be things like email, but also managing our budget and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, consulting work. So that's another thing for me. And then meetings, seminars, and networking because
0: oh.
1: I, that was one of the other ones that I'd like to be able to separate meetings from things like seminars. And then the last four our presentation prep, um, reading, mm. teaching related, and writing.
0: Wow. Yep. Where's the podcast?
1: I mean, I don't really count this as work.
0: What? <laughs> what? This is enjoyable to you? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. This is...
1: Yeah, I d- I don't track my personal time. I think mm. I debated with that. I do have a category called bubblegum time. So I don't know if this is something I've mentioned on the podcast. When my family taught me how to budget, um, it was you you spent a certain you got a certain amount of income, which at the time was like my age, which was four dollars when I first got oh, a wow. salary. Wow. So I got a four dollars a week for my my income as a kid, and then you have a certain amount that you save, and then whatever you have left over is bubblegum money. Hmm. Um, for after the money you put aside for like long term or short term savings. And then whatever's left is bubblegum money because I used to buy like literally gumballs. Mm. And so now I've kind of think of everything that's after you've paid yourself, whatever you need to do. So, like, after I've spent time working, all the fun time is bubblegum time in my head.
0: Interesting. So I have
1: bubblegum time, but I okay. stopped recording it because I don't have enough spaces on the time
0: How does it feel to be an adult and being able to buy all the gum you could possibly ever want?
1: Well, not unlimited gum.
0: You could have unlimited, I mean, could you buy more gum than you could chew? I feel Probably. like nobody
1: buys gumballs anymore no. because nobody has quarters, even children. And so the last couple of times I bought gumballs, they were really hard and stale, Yeah, which is very sad. I don't know. Maybe they were like that when I was a kid too, and I just didn't
0: know better. We need to start a movement, No, get, get these gumballs fresh again. I don't, <laughs> I don't think there's
1: anything redeeming about gumballs. If,
0: if everybody who's listening to the podcast today goes out to buy one gumball, and along the way, you tell five people to buy a gumball. We can solve this problem, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I don't think this is a real okay. problem. I feel like not. kids still don't care. It's sugar. So. Yeah, it's just
0: yeah. sugar. Even if it's hard at the start, more yeah. of a jawbreaker than a gumball. My eight categories are uh, comms and admin. That's the one I try to minimize and the one I keep an eye on at the end of every week. Uh, content creation is the one I try to maximize. That, that timer is ticking up right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, indeed. Oh, look at you, working on the weekend. The more I ramble, the more... No, I'll try to respect your time. Interviews and marketing is another one. Uh, Meetings. Oh, meetings. That is another one. Mindfulness. I find that contributes to my work enough to track it. Uh, Research. Scatter focus, where I let my mind wander and uh, think over ideas. And speaking is the final one. Nice. Other things, too. Uh, there, there's you know there's one or two categories I'm noodling uh, adding you can track time manually within Timular if you want to do it all in one place um, but yeah sixty nine dollars a month or sixty nine dollars for the device and five dollars a month
1: yeah there are more fancy plans if you want like team management and things like that but it's pretty affordable yeah um, and if you are already time tracking or think you could benefit from it like maybe this is something you have to do for billable hours or mm. expensing your hours this is by far the most intuitive way i've ever come across to time track and i've been time yeah. tracking forever including for billable hours before so i think this is just so easy to use and the fact that you literally just like flip over this cube on your on your desk is just amazing so highly highly recommend it if you if so i think the people that this is good for are yeah. people who either who for whatever reason want to track their time. So this could be either for billable time or also just bringing awareness to how you spend your time. We've talked about time tracking a billion times on this podcast. I think it's very useful for a lot of reasons, for accountability, for just awareness. And I think if you are interested in doing that and would like to spend $5 a month, because there is no free option, um, this is definitely the best way to do that.
0: But they're a company. They make this app. They support it. They provide uh, assistance if you need it that... You know, it's worth the five dollars a month to keep that that company <laughs> going and yeah. have active development for these applications. They're constantly adding new features. Uh, the I think really the only knock. I think the price is very reasonable. Sixty nine dollars, a very nice price. Uh, five dollars a month is fine too. You know, it's it's tracking your work and you'll easily get $5 a month of value out of this uh, device. The one thing that I'd like to see is more sides. Uh, The average knowledge worker has about 10 projects on the go. At one time, there's a study done by... Uh, Victor Gonzalez and Gloria Mark at the University of California, Irvine. And they found that's the number of projects we usually have on the go. So eight does come up a bit short, but when you can can consider that you can have umbrella categories with tags and also just add things manually that can compensate for it, but doesn't quite get there. But I find that it's easily worth putting up with because of how powerful the, advice, I, the device is. I think it'll make you more productive.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: All right, so, remarkable, remarkable I, two. Oh, the remarkable two. Yes, I remember the first one. The first one didn't entice me too much. But I the actually second loved one came. the
1: idea of the first one. I sent. I think I saw this when it was not even out yet, like the very, very first one. I saw like the pre-release videos when you could get it for really cheap to kind of like oh, at the yes. earliest stages. Yeah, and I was such a poor student at the time that I like, I didn't buy it, and I still regret not buying the very first <laughs> one because it was so much cheaper. Than it is now. Like it is quite expensive, and yeah. I think the first one was also very expensive. And I still regret not buying the first but one when sometimes, it was discounted.
0: Sometimes an idea comes along where you think I don't want to buy this version of the product, but I love the idea, and I will buy version two or three of the product, depending mm-hmm. on if wh- if they keep iterating in this direction and they get to a point where it's good enough, it's polished enough. It's beautiful enough, it's clean enough, it's simple enough, it's elegant enough. It's whatever variables, values you want to care about in a product it It hits those boxes as products do over time. Uh, you know, I remember the Apple Watch when it first came out, didn't really love the device because it do, didn't have a clear direction, but now it's focused on health, it's providing all these alerts and sensors. And it's really an, an iteration direction that worked for them, and I think remarkable too. Uh, they really iterated on what was good. We should probably explain what it is. And
1: you keep saying remarkable too. We yeah. mean like the number two, not yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yes.
0: Um, so it's a it's a very thin. They call it the world's thinnest tablet, Arden, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful actually. It's a beautiful tablet. It's e ink. Yes. Yeah. So it's not color. It's black and white. And it is designed, I think, to replace your analog notebooks. Yes. You know, some tablets are kind of high tech first. I'm thinking, I'm looking at you, iPad, where it's a screen that blasts light in your face. This is, it's very easy on the eyes. There's no backlight. So that's something to keep in mind that you will need natural light around you to, to illuminate it. Just and like it's, paper,
1: right? Just, it's it, it's just a just paper, like paper replacement.
0: Yeah, and it feels like paper. The The pen writes incredibly well.
1: Yeah. It, oh, it feels exactly like paper. So it really is kind of a, I don't want to say, like it does feel like a joy to write on. Like, yeah. It's very enjoyable to write on, especially if you're used to, writing on these like glass digital
0: mm-hmm. screens. Plastic on glass, like yeah. the Apple pencil. It's
1: so slippery. And so if you do yeah. love that like paper feeling, which I know a lot of people do, right? Like yeah. the Revenge of Analog is it's a, it's a big thing right now, right? So mm-hmm. people like that feeling and it's very tactile, which is lovely. And so if, if you're somebody who uses a lot of paper, like I can see that being really enticing. And that was what enticed me to the device in the first place, yeah. right? Like I do love that feeling of a pen on paper. Um, so it's very—it's a beautiful thing to write on. Actually, yeah. it's very enjoyable—the experience of writing on it.
0: It's—it's it's as good as writing on paper. Yeah, in my opinion, it's that. But tactile. with
1: the unlimited kind of like digital, yeah, space—you yeah. don't have to take up all the paper space
0: that we yeah. have. But I, I've actually—the more I use this device, the more I think of it as an analog device, not a digital device. Even though it has a processor inside, it has a battery, it has all the pro- components of a computer. Uh, they've nailed the writing experience. And even Mm -hmm. though it's e-ink, you know how when you're typing on a Kindle, which is e-ink, the letters take like a second each to show up? You still get that effect when you're interacting with your finger. Mm -hmm. But with the pen, or I think they call it a marker, um, which is another $129 if you want to get the one uh, with the eraser, uh, which you should. You should probably have the eraser on there. Uh, it is, it's just beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to, and it's instant. There's a very low latency yeah. um, and it's a comparable latency. It, it, it's not as fast as the latest iPad pencil, but it is, I think the latest iPad pencil is something like 20 milliseconds. If that's 20 milliseconds, I would say this is about 25 to 30 milliseconds. It's really, really good. It's nothing like typing on an yeah. e-ink display. It's very instant.
1: Oh yeah. And that, the eraser, I know you mentioned like, get the eraser. Okay, every time I used the eraser, I literally like had to turn it over and be like, did I just like wear it down? Cause it really does feel yeah. like an eraser. Every single time I used it, I was like, wait, is that did I just break something? Like it felt <laughs> like I shouldn't be able to do that without like leaving some kind of eraser residue. Yeah. So it re- it really did work really the, nicely.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. The eraser feels like an eraser. Yeah. As to well. a point where
1: you need to get used to it. Cause you're yeah. like, oh, I feel like I did something wrong. Like I'm writing scr- with a marker on a pa- like a on a wall instead or, of a <laughs> like a white It feels like
0: you're almost scrubbing <laughs> yeah. the screen a little bit.
1: Yeah, but it's not. It's, yeah. It just works really nicely.
0: We need to mention the price.
1: Yeah. So it is it is expensive.
0: So the tablet itself is 299 for the E Ink tablet, which I think is it's reasonable.
1: Yeah. Would I you mean, say that's is, reasonable? I mean, if you are if you want a, a tablet that is wonderful for writing, like that's a very reasonable price. Yeah. If you're looking for something to write on.
0: It's the add-ons. That'll yeah. get you. Yes, yeah. so, because you need a pen. You need the marker. You yeah. can't get this without the marker. I don't. I don't know what you'd be doing. Uh, the you know the whole point is being able to write it and feel the tactile nature of the pen and make notes and scribble in the margins. It
1: is, it is nice to re- read on too, though, right? It so is. even if you don't want to necessarily write, I can see this being good for reading PDFs, like reading uh, papers. On this was quite lovely. And I didn't need to print them all
0: off. Assuming you never want to mark the papers up.
1: Yeah, that's probably a big assumption for a lot of people. I'm definitely included in this category where I like to write on stuff to a point where I think, like I like to write in color, which I think is one of the limitations of this device for me, where it's only black and white if you're using the writer on the device. Um, But if you just want to read and you want to save paper, because if you're just reading a lot of papers, I mean, certain people do that, right? So if you're just reading papers... And you just kind of want to read them but not have all this stuff printed off.
0: And never write notes on them. And the never margins. write
1: notes on them, then yeah. this would be perfect for that without the pencil. But if you okay. do want to annotate them, it's $129 and for a really, really lovely pencil. Yeah. So, it's really, yeah.
0: really good. Yeah. Um, but that's a lot. Yep. It 129 is a lot. Uh there is one without the eraser for seventy nine. But if yep. you're if you're getting the pen, I hate to say it, because it's another forty dollars. Yes. Seven, eight, nine. $50. Yeah. I'm so bad at impromptu math.
1: <laughs> Everyone's bad at impromptu yeah, math. 40 or 50 Either way, bucks. all you just need to, like, you just need to weigh this out for yourself. If yeah. this is advice that's interesting to you, look at the price of the pencil and
0: consider whether or not you want the one
1: with the eraser or not the eraser. But keep in mind, using the eraser is pretty great. So I didn't expect to love that as much as I did.
0: And keep in mind the price 299 dollars for the tablet, $129 for the good pen, $79 or $129. Uh, as much as $169 for a folio if you want to protect the device. Uh, and every month, there's a subscription because this is the year 2022, I guess.
1: And everything is subscription-based now. But yeah, so Except there is this a podcast. subscription.
0: We are the only thing left <laughs> in the digital world that is not a subscription <laughs> service. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never sell out.
1: So how much is the subscription? And what do you get?
0: Okay. So it's eight bucks. A month. A month. These are all U.S. prices. These are all U.S. prices in in the episode. And for that amount, you get all your documents in the cloud. You get integration with Google Drive, Dropbox, and OneDrive. You have the handwriting conversion, which you don't have otherwise. Um, I don't know why that's the case. Uh, You have screen share. So if you're on a call and you want to make notes live, try that on a Zoom call. It's a bit clunky, but it's workable. Uh, You can send things by email which should really be an option if you don't yeah. have uh, th- this monthly subscription and you get an extended warranty which is actually a really nice uh, service for five bucks a month if you don't want to pay the eight uh, you can just get the uh, unlimited cloud storage options with no subscription you do have all your notes in one place it's on there on the device but it's uh, that, that's a good amount of money eight dollars a month for what you get in my opinion
1: yeah and if you don't if you don't buy a plan, you can still kind of manually upload and download documents to your computer. So it's not like it's a static device that can never connect. It just needs to be a little bit more manual. Um, And it doesn't do automatically, at least as far as I'm aware, and I did look, it doesn't do anything, like you can't integrate it with Zotero or other kind Mm. of um, citation managers or things like that. So there are workarounds, like some people have APIs that you can download on GitHub and stuff um, and get on your Remarkable Although it's a bit clunky, there's so, no automated way of doing that. A
0: Zotero, a database, is a database of PDF files. Then,
1: no, Zotero or things like Mendeley, they're all just places for you to manage citations, mm. and you can download the PDF as part of that. And oh, so, okay. on some like PDF viewing apps, you can link directly to Zotero, and so kind of annotate those PDFs within your citation manager, which is nice, right? You can all of the things that you're doing for research are all in one place. I don't think this has it. I haven't been able to find a way that's like built in for that, Um, which is, I think, for a lot of people, like if you are doing research with PDFs and like annotating documents and stuff, I I think it's worth noting that that's not built in. But there are ways. So if you really want that, you can build it in.
0: Or if you have a a PDF folder in OneDrive or Dropbox, you can hook uh, into that in the Remarkable. And if you share those PDFs within a few different applications, that can work for that pretty well. Oh, yeah.
1: It works really, really nicely. So, I mean... Maybe we should talk about how we use this. So I think for yeah. me, I think there are like three occasions when I actually write something physical. And this would be when I'm either annotating papers or like taking notes on papers that I'm reading, um, taking notes during seminars, or then jotting down notes and ideas on a kind of on the fly. And I think so for writing on the remarkable, I absolutely loved Like I really, really did love the experience of writing. And I loved that all of your handwritten notes were searchable. Um I write in cursive and that doesn't always work really nicely for some of these like tools that can read <laughs> handwriting. But this worked really well for that. I actually didn't run into a lot of issues with that, which I liked. And so all of that said, I just wish I had more occasions in my existing workflows mm. to use this device. So I found myself it didn't work very nicely with a lot of the use cases that I have for writing. So things like when I do write, it's often I, I need to have other things in front of me, like I need to have my code or I need to have um, other like PDFs in front of me and I'm taking notes on a different side of it. Or I need color. When I'm actually writing on PDFs directly, I use color so much to kind of note different things um, and that you can build in color once it gets uploaded to your computer. But I I didn't find that super intuitive, especially because the device is all black and white.
0: You can highlight things in color. Oh, yeah. that, that's worth yeah. mentioning. Uh, and the colors are not very good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I highlighted uh, like a, just a business strategy thing. And uh, I used the green color because I thought, oh this will what do you think of that green color right oh, there? Oh it's a
1: highlighter color, right? Okay. Highlighter colors are not supposed to be very aesthetically. Pleasing. It looks They're mold, supposed moldy. to be no, no, yeah. no. I actually don't mind the highlighting okay, colors, you don't but mind that. I didn't I didn't like that I couldn't use like multiple colors of pen or something like that.
0: Yeah. The the uh, the use cases that I settled on for it. I love this device, uh, but I, I think because I'm kind of approaching things from the opposite direction that you are. Uh, you're kind of going from digital to analog here, because I, I do consider this, even though it has a computer inside, to be an analog device, as I was saying, and uh, it does force you to slow down, yep. and that is what I love about this device. So for tasks that involve slowing down, brainstorming things, planning out my week, uh, journaling, and I find that works well because I just delete my journal entries after. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking through an idea, if I'm finding a way to approach a different task or a project or just make notes about something, I'll just grab the the device and leave my phone in another room and lay down on the couch or sit on the patio and just write and write down what comes to mind. Uh, so brainstorming, planning, journaling, and also meeting notes. Yeah, Because it's very easy to copy and paste text from one note to another. Uh, There's kind of a lasso tool where you can just circle the text that you want to move. You can clip it out of one notebook. And I have another notebook on the device that I just call action items. And uh, you can see a preview of your notebook on the main page. So if I see that there's a few things that I've moved into the action items notebook, uh, I'll go into there, capture them, put them into uh, things or whatever system I'm using at that time. And it really is. Uh, it feels like an analog device. It's it's a joy to write on. It's a joy to use. It uh, feels like paper. The battery life is very, very good as well. They, uh, they advertise it as a couple of weeks. Um, your mileage may vary. It obviously depends on how much you use the device every day. Uh, I find that about one week because I'm a heavy user, that's as much as I get, but it depends how much you use it. Um, As you are saying, erasing text is really well done. It's another note I have here. Uh, Mm -hmm. The screen sharing is good, even though it's kind of hard to see a use case for it. Uh, Marking up PDFs is great. Yeah, Um, It is easy to load them onto the device. And after you have edited edited them, uh, it's easy to drag them back and export them from the Remarkable as well, assuming you pay that monthly subscription fee, of course. Uh, But uh, I find myself just signing contracts this way because it's easy just to drag it in and I actually can read the contract and not have other windows open at the same time. And another final thing, you know, it's worth mentioning... Again, that it's a really expensive device, uh, eight bucks a month. But they do have a, a very generous return policy mm-hmm. to balance that out. Uh, it's a hundred days. It's a free trial. Great policy. You can return it. Every, uh, everything. One other knock against this device, which uh, I don't think we had a chance to to talk about yet, is durability. I would put it under that general category. And you have an experience with durability <laughs> and I have an experience with durability. Do you want to go first?
1: Sure. I mean, there is one other like really good thing. I think the, the perfect use case for this before I dive into like the durability oh, yes, thing. Yes. One little thing to add, I think that the wonderful thing is it's also not super connected, right? I yeah. think the idea that it is an analog device, like the thing I'm using this for, so every week in my calendar i'm like really trying to build in one kind of session at least that i'm reviewing like i'm reading like a lot of papers to try to like stay on top of my field Um, and so building that in and i'm going to a coffee shop for that and putting those pdfs on my the remarkable and just going to a coffee shop and reading with that has been lovely and i i really really like that it's not connected to a million things
0: using wi-fi on the go though uh can be tricky so when I was traveling just now, I, I actually brought the Tomular and the Remarkable. The Tomular just continues syncing over Bluetooth whenever there's an interconnect connection. It works. The Remarkable, I had a bit of a challenge hopping on Wi-Fi networks when I was traveling. I hmm. couldn't connect it at the hotel, couldn't connect it at the airport. Uh, and I think that's when you need to go through that multi-step process in order to sign into something. Um, if you need to like ah. agree to a few things or type in a code, you might... You might want to make sure your documents are there before you leave home.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I have always been doing just because I hate trying to connect to public Wi Fi anyway. Yeah. So, all that said, yeah, the durability thing. So I had my Timular sitting on a bag. Timular. Like a, like a bat. Sorry. I had my Remarkable. The remarkable. I had my Remarkable sitting on top of a bag. It was 15 centimeters off the ground. Okay. okay? So I don't know what that is, about five inches. Um, Probably. And it slid off of the bag. Not a huge distance, right? It's five inches. Yeah. Um, and it got a tiny little dent in the corner and it literally stopped turning on because the power button is really soft and the corner metal, the metal around the corner is really, really soft.
0: And that was where the power button is. And that
1: happened to be where the power button is. So this tiny little dent meant that I literally couldn't turn the device on or off anymore, wow. which is a little annoying. And then you were giving me a hard time for this. Yeah. But it's a really common problem, like so common that there are so many Reddit comments on how you can fix this kind of problem. And the solution involves blow-drying the back cover off so you can peel off the plastic (laughs) cover and then kind of scrape the edge off. And I was able to do that successfully. Like It doesn't take a lot of work. Although to successfully do it in a more permanent way, you need a Dremel tool. Um, And this is only if you drop it and it happens to drop on the corner that has the power button, which I unfortunately did. Um, so dad, if you're listening to this podcast, cause I know you listen, I'm going to need to borrow your Dremel tool cause it worked, but not permanently when I, when I did this the first time without it one. So it will work again. Like I, I, I can kind of shimmy it, but it's not a permanent fix. Um, I do wish it was a little more durable or that that power button wasn't maybe quite as vulnerable cause yeah, that sucks. And it's not just me that has this problem that you bump the, the button a little bit and it just dies. So, um, yeah, that really sucks. But I do love it and it's nice for kind of disconnecting and writing in person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Writing an analog. Yeah.
1: What was your durability problem?
0: uh, Don't accidentally bump it. Yeah. Apparently. Don't look at it wrong. Yeah. My my durability thing is, it's also a thing that the company recognized. I I don't know if they recognize the power button thing, but the pen tips are not durable uh, and they Mm. need to be replaced regularly um and the company r- estimates that every 3 to 7 weeks it's a pretty broad range uh every 3 to 7 weeks the tips of the marker need replacing uh they kind of start out on the pointy side and get dull with time and so your writing becomes a bit less precise and so if you're you know dotting an i you might miss the tip of the i if you're if you need to be precise or if you're writing small uh it's it's a bit clumsy and that that is after the tip of it dulls a little bit. Uh, They start pointy, they become less precise. Uh, You know, again, it feels incredible to write on, but keep in mind that the tips do wear. Uh, You do get nine spare ones in the box if you buy that $129 marker. And you can pick up another nine for $14 or 25 for $34. But they should really send those to people who pay the subscription for $8 a month. But that is something to keep in mind as well.
1: It is also, I mean, this is, if you are thinking of it like an analog device, that's a lot less than you'd have to change a mechanical pencil. That's true. Or any other pencil. So I think if you think of this as truly an analog device, the marker is just very much up there in a more enhanced digital way. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really love writing it. It's a really nice user experience. Um, You just have to find the right workflow for you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, And definitely try it out for 100 days. I I definitely recommend that trial. Uh, It's quite risk-free. It's 100 days. You can try it out for a few months, see if it fits into your workflows. And if it does, amazing. If it Mm -hmm. doesn't, it's easy to return.
1: Yeah. I do know a lot of people who started out and they were like, I'm not sure about this. And then as they kind of figured out how it could fit in their workflow, really loved it. And I can see my, even myself, I'm like, as I used this more, I found myself liking it more um, because I just found places where I could use it and felt like I could rely on that in my workflow.
0: Who do you think it's for?
1: Oh, it's definitely for people who deal with a lot of paper, right? I mean, this cuts down on how much mm. printing you need to do if that's something you you do a lot. So, I hate having loose paper around like so much. I just there's nowhere to put it. I hate organizing paper. And if you are somebody who has to deal with a lot of paper and don't like that, this is perfect for you. Um, if you are constantly also like working on paper, if you're doing a lot of writing or a lot of reading or annotating. Um, I think this is actually really nice to grade on. Uh, this is something I was thinking as well.
0: Oh, interesting. So this is something
1: like for me, grading on this was really enjoyable because that's uh. not usually a really enjoyable process. But doing yeah. it on the Remarkable felt a little fun. So yeah, if you're something who if you're somebody who uses a lot of paper or deals with a lot of like digital work and you miss paper, this would be a really nice fit for you.
0: Yeah, there there is kind of that that layer of work that we do that is paperwork that is now digital. But it, it's always been an unpleasant layer of our work. So we tend to do other things. We distract ourselves at the same time. Uh, you know, there's uh, Tim Pitchell, who studies procrastination for a living. He found that we spend 47% of our time on the internet procrastinating. And mm-hmm. that's, that goes up when a task is boring, it's frustrating, it's difficult, ambiguous, unstructured. It triggers procrastination, in other words. And paperwork is definitely something that does. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you do a lot of paperwork and that uh workflow has gone digital. Uh or you just want to pull it back <laughs> out into the analog world once again. Yeah. Um there is a price, but if you do a lot of paperwork, that could be justifiable uh if you won't feel the price a, a lot or if you can just expense the device. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think this is great if you're if you are tired of writing on glass.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <miss> paper yeah. <laughs> This is that perfect too.
1: for you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right.
0: We went long. Sorry, everybody. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, we covered two things. We did. Basically, two episodes in one. Bonus. So, the next one will come out in a month. No. No. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you again for tuning in to Time and Attention. Uh, the Timular, highly recommended. The Remarkable, if you fit the, the bill for that device, if you deal with a lot of paperwork, If you deal with a lot of ideas, if you want to go analog again, if you want that tactile feedback again in your work, if you want to slow down a bit, become a bit more thoughtful, uh, the device will help you get there as well. If you're in the target demo, uh, I would say the device is for a lot of people and it is not for a lot of people. But hopefully we have done a good job of guiding you in the right direction there.
1: You have 100 days to try it.
0: Yeah, so try it for a hundred days. We should say that they gave us a device to try it out. We just bought the timelers because we wanted <laughs> we just, Yeah. It's, you know, I
1: was just excited about time. Talking.
0: Yeah. We were just excited about it. Uh, and the remarkable, we're really happy to have tried it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. So time and attention.fm. That's the website for the podcast.
1: Yes, that is.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is great to have you here for mm-hmm. another one. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of Tuesdays.